The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. This is part two of the off-season, the first of many, or potentially many, off-season mailbags. Uh, first, we'll answer NFC burning questions, as well as tackle mailbag questions from Apple Podcasts. If you have a question you want us to answer in the future, go to Apple Podcasts. It's that purple app on your phone, more than likely, or on iTunes, on your computer, wherever else you you know you do your, your podcasting. And uh, you can leave a five-star review and ask a question, and we will answer it. It can be silly. It can be serious. It can be about your team. It can be about whatever you want. We will get to it eventually. You can go check out the AFC version, AFC Burning Questions, in the first part of the mailbag on yesterday's show. Today, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there and to the, I don't want to call you the loves of my life because, you know, I get married with a kid and all that, but uh, – yeah. Well, you're, you're divorced by now. By the time this is aired, you're divorced. That's true. That's true, Sean. Good point. Uh, I mean, I would, you know, I would, uh, I would send you guys Valentine's. Super friends. Brenton, Sean, you've I, never mailed anything in your entire life to anyone. You're not mailing us Valentine's. Fair point, John Breach. <laughs> Ryan, how are you? Happy Valentine's Day. Did you go out for steak dinner and make dank steaks? One of both? Uh, dank steaks tonight. Dinner at, uh, we're going to, um, Charlie, good night. Uh, stir on uh, on Saturday. Fun. It's actually a restaurant from Chattanooga, which I went to high school, and their second location in Raleigh. How convenient! I didn't even pick it; my wife did, and I made the reservation. Yes, John. I hope that since Brinson just said that in the podcast, like fifteen podcast listeners show up at his restaurant with his wife and sit down and join them, because I'm sure AK will love that. Please show up. Come out. We'll be there at eight fifteen at Stir in Raleigh on Saturday. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Hey, buy me. You can buy me a drink. I won't buy you one. (laughs) (laughs) If nothing else, you are honest. Honest and cheap. So, NFC burning questions. We talked, we tackled the, uh, the AFC. And by the way, there's like a 77% chance that during this podcast, we'll be interrupted and accosted by Brady Quinn. So stay tuned for that. Um, can the Cowboys, Remember, after the break will be the mailbag questions. Can the Cowboys keep Dak, Amari, and Byron Jones? The short answer is no. Uh, how many of those guys do you think they'll keep? Breach? Two. Do you want me to give details, or was that just the one-word thing we're doing? Next. Two. Two. Next question. Zero. It's going to be a fast podcast. Which do you guys think they keep Amari and Dak, obviously? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you can draft a safety. You can draft a bunch of wide receivers if you want as well. Um, it, it seems impossible to me they can keep all three of these guys because Byron Jones is going to want a lot of money. What's the uh, going rate for top paid safeties? Um, $15 million a year? Come on. You can't do that. And Amari. Isn't, he, isn't he a corner? He plays both, I think. He moves around. He's versatile. I don't, I don't have the snap chart in front. Of, oh, I was going to say I think they keep Dak and Byron Jones. Norman's at fifteen point four. Yeah, uh, he's getting cut, so I wouldn't. Well, but yeah, yeah, but that's the highest. Oh no, Xavier Howard actually is the highest. I think. Yeah, he is down. 
But uh, that's a lot of money. So, okay, so you're paying him but letting Amari walk. Are you concerned about Amari's health or just the fact that he's a wide receiver? And you Amar- if my choices are pay Amari Cooper $18 million or pay Byron Jones $15 million, I think quarter his position's harder to fill, uh, so I'm keeping him at the lower price. So nope. that's – that said, it's kind of interesting when I was just looking at the top salaries. So many of these big quarterback contracts, these teams probably regret massively doing it. You have the Josh Norman deal, obviously. Jermaine Johnson in, in New York, $14.5 million. They definitely regret that. Uh, Xavier Rhodes had a terrible year. He's at $14 million. It's all season two, I think. So, uh, like, you have to go down to, like, Patrick Peterson to find a team that's actually probably happy. Yeah. The Vikings can save over $8 million by cutting uh, Xavier Rhodes this offseason. He's getting cut. Uh, Josh Norman will be getting cut. Um, Kyle Fuller, I, I guess they like that deal. Marcus yeah, it's Peters. a good deal. Kyle Fuller's deal? Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, all right. Says the guy who loves Jay Cutler. I mean, Stephon Gilmore looks like a friggin' steal in free agency. Bill Belichick just added again, obviously. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, somehow one of the highest paid guys. Uh, Malcolm Butler up there as well. Chris Harris will be a free agent. He's in the final year of his deal. So, I mean, there's like a, just a, the cornerback market should be pretty busy, like between Chris Harris and, and Byron Jones. If I were the Cowboys, I would franchise tag Byron Jones. And according to a, the reports out there that they're trying to hammer out a deal with Dak Prescott before free agency, which I mean, by all means, if you can do it, do it. Dak shouldn't do that. Like Dak should not, Dak should make them tag him and make them play out the string as long as possible. I, I, I mean, again, like I don't, I didn't spend a ton of time with him at the Super Bowl, but I did sit down with him. I mean, we sat down and chatted for like five minutes before, five or 10 minutes before we did it. And like, I just get the sense from him that he wants more than anything else to be paid a fair amount of money relative to the position and to just get back to being a Cowboys quarterback. Like, I think he really wants to be the Dallas quarterback. I think he really likes all that comes with it. I think that he, I don't think he wants $40 million. I think his agents probably want $40 million a year. I think he would take $30 million a year and be, just be like, give me five years, 150. 30? I, I think maybe 33 at this point, whatever. But like, I, you're going to get up to 35. I think yeah. if you're Dak, at the very minimum, if you don't want to string it out and do the Kirk Cousins thing because you are happy where you are, Kirk Cousins was not happy with Washington. If, if Dak is happy, I think at the minimum, you have to wait for the Patrick Mahomes deal to go down because then Mahomes is going to reset the market and that's going to add three to five million to what, you know, if the, if the Cowboys are offering 33 slightly below Russell and all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes is making 40 to 41 million a year, I think that knocks Dak up to 36 or 37. So I think you wait for Mahomes to reset the markets. So here's, here's what I think the Cowboys are doing. I think the Cowboys are telling Dak, Hey man, look, um, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz from your draft class make average at $33 million. Just throw it out there because they're roughly there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers makes $33.5 million. The only guys above them are Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson. We, we, Dak, we just can't get – like, I mean, we love you, Dak. We think you're great. But, I mean, have you won a Super Bowl? Because those guys have won a Super Bowl. You know, like I, I, I just think they're trying to give him the hard sell, and he's sort of beaten – this is just my sense of it. And then he's beaten down by it a little bit, and he's ready to sign a deal, and he would take $33 million, But his agents are like, dude, ride this out and just – like, you're going to get $40 million a year if you ride this out, and he just doesn't want to do it. So I think they will bang out something. He'll just get $33 million. I think one reason why he might be willing to just settle and take 33, 35 and just be done with it is because he, unlike Goff and Wentz, he didn't get the, he was not a first round pick. So if you look at what he's made, he's making $680,000 per year on his rookie deal. And he has, as we've covered, like 42 endorsements. What's that? 
He's making a lot of money off the field. Yeah, but still, like, you want to get that paycheck. And, like, for him, like, he probably doesn't want to go year to year with, like, you know, lingering in the back of your mind. If you have a really bad year, I don't think he would. Or if he has a devastating injury, then suddenly he didn't sign that big deal. So I think that's one reason why he would settle and just take the long-term Debo, security. Debo has helpfully passed along the link to Fox Business, a very excellent and reputable sort news source uh, detailing Dak's various endorsements. I love it. It's a great site. Check it out. Um I got yelled at because I questioned it. I questioned the veracity of Fox Business before. Um, but look, I, I really do think that, like, they might try to get him between – I mean, like, Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers basically have the same deal, except Aaron Rodgers – if they give him the Jared Goff deal, isn't he just going to take it? Not should he take it, isn't he just going to take it? Why haven't I, they offered it already then? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I mean, maybe he's following his – if he's listening to his agents, then he should be waiting to get $38 million a year. And just you get 38. Don't even worry about waiting for Mahomes. Get 38 this offseason, and if not, play out the string and get to free agency. I mean, like, what if the CBA resets the freaking tag and you can only tag somebody once and he's just an automatic unrestricted free agent in 2021? He would make $50 million a year. Well, that then maybe Jerry will have finally learned a lesson. I mean, as Sean pointed out, what's the holdup? He should did it over the summer. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Why, why didn't you just pay him last summer? I mean, it's so dumb. Uh, and the other weird thing, real quick, is that no matter what, so if they gave Dak a deal worth thirty-five million dollars a year, that would be a four-year, one hundred and forty million dollar contract. For Mahomes to get thirty-five million a year, he'd have to get an extension for like four years, one hundred eighty million. You know, like a ton on top of it to get to the average because he's got the two years left on his rookie deal. So like that. That dynamic is really going to uh, kind of throw a wrench in things if the Mahomes deal gets done first. Yeah, for sure. Because the Cowboys are going to say, hey, look, you know, he had rookie money left and, and you don't. So you, his is new money, this. And then Dax people are going to say, well, no, we just want this and we don't care what Mahomes The, cow- the Cowboys will point to total money. Right. And the agent will point to new money. Right. Mahomes. And they'll be like, you know, and, and so they'll have to find a middle ground. I, look, I just think it's crazy that they didn't, they should have paid Dak already. Like, yeah. what, what, what don't you like about that? And the idea that Tom Brady is going to go to Dallas and they're going to ditch Dak Prescott, that's insane to me. Why hey, are we talking about this? Michael Irvin said it. I mean, I want Dak all day for the rest of his career over Tom Brady for the rest of his, right? Yes. Well, this is why this, organization... it's, it's almost as dumb as the Taysom Hill franchise quarterback talk. Oh boy. Nice segue. Yeah. So what's next for Drew Brees and the Saints? You can check out the uh, Wednesday episode with Brady Quinn where we talk about, um, which is happening after this show. So I don't know what we talk about, but we'll mention Taysom Hill. Um, I joked that, uh, look, the, from Monday, uh, February 10th, Monday morning, February 10th through like Tuesday afternoon on February 11th was the dumbest 48 hours of Twitter. All you know, we did was argue about Taysom Hill. That's saying something. You know, what you could have done. Gotten off Twitter. I I wasn't. I just every time I logged on randomly, there'd be like a Taysom Hill tweet or a take. Everybody would talk about Taysom Hill. I, I didn't see any of that. That's a lie. Brenton, what's the longest you've ever gone besides sleeping, not being on Twitter? Vacations don't count when you go to other countries. Oh, he's uh, still on Twitter when he's in other countries. <laughs> Eight well, minutes. I was, I was at Epcot, but uh, uh, four and a half minutes, something like that. <laughs> I do uh, one of my resolution and Ryan's going to like roll his eyes on this, but no, one of my resolutions for like the coming years to like, to, cause I think a lot of times it's easy to default to Twitter as like the app on your phone or whatever, or like, you know, what I mean? do, do you guys do that too? Like you'll be like, all right, I, yeah, like I need to, I need, I, I'm trying to find a, 
I'm trying to pro- re- reprogram my brain to to use Twitter as a default la- or like a thing that I go to less. Like I'll go to Twitter and just scroll. And it's just stupid. I mean, but like people do that with Facebook or Instagram all the time too. I'm trying to find something that's a little more constructive, and I don't know what the answer is quite yet. But I'm more Bumble. You could, you could read Sean's Bumble, newsletter. Yeah. Bumble would certainly <laughs> Sean's newsletter app. Bumble. <laughs> Uh, I do look at Instagram more than Facebook just because I don't interact on face on Instagram or more than Twitter, and I just look at the pictures. But I also don't follow the same people on um, Facebook, uh, Instagram that I follow on Twitter. So it's more just looking at pretty pictures. The only porn stars on Instagram. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say that. uh, that's the other thing. I mean, that'll get you that'll get you questions from your wife as well. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> same. Like you follow the wrong person, and all of a sudden it's just like you're like kid, kid, church, church. Hey, 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 hey. No, I'm just I was it's yeah. like it's uncomfortable. Like I don't want kids and. Yeah. But uh, in, in terms of Taysom Hill, I think Drew Brees is going to be playing wide receiver next year. I think that's been made clear. And Taysom Hill will be throwing for 5,000 yards like Patrick Mahomes. Do you guys think that Drew Brees retires or comes back? I think he comes back. Really? You see I mean, retires. I could see him retiring. And, you know, we're talking about Taysom Hill and joking about it, but Prisco's been saying for a while that Sean Payton absolutely loves Taysom Hill, and he might be willing to give him – an opportunity, but I mean the thing is, he's thirty years old. He has a long injury history going back to college. And how many passes has he thrown? Yeah, he's also just never played quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> season passes. Would you rather have Mo Sanu or Taysom Hill as your quarterback? <laughs> yeah, Sanu. Mohamed Sanu has thrown more passes and has more success as an NFL passer than Taysom is that, Hill. Is that true? Yes. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, they have Bridgewater. I don't understand. It's clearly Bridgewater if Breeze is not coming back. People were like, what do you mean? It doesn't mean anything that he didn't. Your your boy Dan Orlovsky's like, Sean Payton saw what he did in the practice reps. It's like, okay, look, here's what's happening, folks. Sean Payton is pumping up somebody, pumping up Taysom Hill. So either somebody trades for him or somebody pays him in free agency, like a, like a, like a jackhole. And then Sean Payton, you know, gets to, Sign Teddy Bridgewater for cheap. I, I just well, but also on that kind of wavelength of thinking, are the Saints secretly a dark horse to land one of these free agent quarterbacks? Because they a, don't have anyone under contract. They don't have Drew Brees. They don't have Taysom Hill. They don't have Teddy Bridgewater. If Sean Payton really wanted to, he could go out and try and get Tom Brady or Jameis Winston or if, if Brees decides to retire. Philip Rivers nearby. Philip Rivers is nearby. Uh, I think that would be an insult to Drew Brees if he brought Philip Rivers in. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, if Breeze retires. Yeah, if Breeze's leaving. By the way, we need a JLC drop of uh, for the Ar- Arlovsky comments, for example. Don't you gaslight me, MFR. Yeah, yeah. For every uh, story. Well, the the thing, it's a great point, Breach, and I was I was something that I was like had sort of percolated in my head, but I'm glad somebody actually brought it up. Um, if you were ranking the landing spots as a free agent quarterback, and the Patriots, Chargers, Raiders, Buccaneers, just hypothetically, there's nobody in these jobs, and Colts. So it's five jobs, right? We're all open. I mean, that's, and the Saints, six. The Saints is the first, is number one. Like you work with, with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, that offensive line with, with Sean Payton in that, yeah. in a dome? Like, like, I mean, that, what if you put Brady on the Saints? Are they winning the Super Bowl? They're in the conversation. I mean, they're probably winning the division. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Brent. That's why I think your theory of Sean Payton boosting up Taysom Hill isn't you know, like so somebody will sign him, trade him, whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Sean Payton can go do whatever he wants. He's just waiting on Drew Brees to yeah. make his call. Well, yeah. Like, okay. You're, you're, for Taysom Hill, though, they've seen the exact same thing everyone else has seen. 
But like you're telling me, you're telling me that Drew Brees retires and there's the single greatest free agent quarterback class in the history of professional football, and Sean Payton's going to go all in on Taysom Hill? Are you not? What are we doing here? It just—it's it, so bizarre too because when Breeze was out for five games, Taysom Hill didn't even play quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater played quarterback. It, it makes no sense. No, that's the one thing. When everybody says Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, well, why wasn't he the starter when Breeze was? I mean, that's literally the argument. If Sean Payton loved him so much, he had a chance to play him and he didn't do it. Yeah, and like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do some sort of designed offense around Taysom Hill, just go trade for Cam Newton. Yeah, like, like, I mean, there's there's just other options out there, like running quarterbacks. I, I don't know. Did Taysom Hill is a fun player to watch. He is a very nice piece to have at a very cheap price on the roster with a coach who knows how to utilize him. I cannot fathom the Saints building their entire offense around Sean Payton, and it feels a little too galaxy brainy uh, uh, in like the first week of the off season for me. And if you want to wait to the take Jalen Hurts, he is Taysom Hill, but he actually has played quarterback before. <laughs> Look. If Sean Payton thinks this is the way the league is going and he decides to go in that direction, I don't think it would be shocking. Um, but just like. Well, let me put it to you this way. How would Taysom Hill do last year on the Ravens as their quarterback? I literally don't know because I've not seen Taysom Hill play quarterback. <laughs> He'd be an awesome runner. That's the answer. I mean, also, Taysom Hill said too, he's like, I want to be a franchise quarterback somewhere. It's like, you went yeah. on a. Okay. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. So Breach was to run a marathon. I want to eat 12 cheesecakes and not gain weight. I mean, we all want things. I don't want to, we, I would, I don't think I want to eat 12 cheesecakes. That's a lot of cheesecake, Ryan. Yeah, you wouldn't poop for like a month. And, and you're old. That's a lot of cholesterol. Yeah. There are benefits of not pooping for a month either. What, what are they? You don't have to poop. Save money on toilet paper or wipes. <laughs> or <laughs> JJ would tell you, baby. I'm not sure that not pooping is a benefit of not pooping. <laughs> well, no, but in you terms of walk around, you should walk around with 12 cheesecakes in your body for a month. That sounds awful. Hey, and wash I would... it down, wash it down with some nice whole milk. <laughs> I would just like to know the scientific term for this is called fecal retention. Oh, if we just want to be more professional. I can't, I can't believe we just used fecal retention on this podcast. <laughs> I'll go to the off-season, baby. How did we get – what was it about Taysom Hill? Yeah. How did we get there? I want to eat 12. And that's when – we are an inseminating cows, and that was my uh, my Yo Queen Phoenix. Yo Phoenix you know? Walking. Walking. What'd you call him? Walking. Joe Phoenix. Joe Phoenix. Uh, he did that weird speech. He was anti anti vegan yeah. milk. Should have should have brought that. Just like how uh, Parasite was set in. Uh, how do you pronounce the city, Brinson? Seattle. Next to Seattle, Seattle. Um, Yo Queen. Well, will the Panthers move on from Cam Newton? Huh, according to you, yes. I think they will. I, I 100% think they will. Okay. Ooh, I trust Brenton sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say. They, Luke Keekley mentioned that the coaching staff and all the changes were part of his decision to, to make his, to ultimately retire. Greg Olson hinted that the mutually agreed to part ways thing the Panthers uh, sent out was not exactly accurate. And Cam Newton is sort of posturing right now by saying he's absolutely going to be back next year. I think the Panthers are tanking. And I'm, I'm standing by that, uh, stance. Or I think they're, they're fine with not, I think they're fine with stripping down the roster and going after a long-term plan to win. So I think trading Cam Newton this offseason will, will be part of that. Okay. Um, well, Sean, that's great news for your Bears. If he can throw a football. Okay. He can throw a football. He just can't walk. Either one seems problematic. But yes, I would love Cam Newton in Chicago if he's healthy. Um, where does Jameis Winston go? Bucks yes or Bucks no? Uh, 
He's going to the Raiders. I told you that already. In the last no podcast. bucks. No bucks. You see, Ryan, this is not the last podcast. This is a separate podcast. But thank you for referencing the previous AFC podcast, which you can check out. In the the last podcast. That's the last podcast we did as Super Friends, isn't it? It, it is. <laughs> Look, this might, this might be the off season where we lose a super friend. Yeah. Getting a little tension, a little tense in here, guys. Is that an old age joke about Ryan? That's not nice. I was going to say, if we're all on an island, who's the f- first super friend we're killing? <laughs> we already answered that mailbag question during the season, didn't we? Brent, yeah, because Brinson was saying he'd be like the tastiest. Wasn't this like a – there's something about his like, – no, 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 about was, his meat a, would be was, the tastiest. That was not who would we kill first, like violently, like out of rage. That was a car, like a carnivore type of – or a. Uh, I can't like to survive, who would we eat first? That's right, right. basically what it came down to. Breach is talking about who would who would be the first one to, like, it would snap and something would happen. We would probably kill Brinson. Right, but the, the other question is, who would snap first? Because that answer is Ryan. Right. <laughs> That's definitely Ryan. You think so? I think you would kill Brinson. Breach, <laughs> you might kill Sean. For 45 minutes, and I was quite calm. No, I'm going to listen to the yoga Girl Yoga podcast every morning from now. I'm not going to snap ever. Yoga Girl Daily. The girl girl yoga. Although I did notice that Yoga Girl Daily, when I looked at the feed, it looked like she has like four podcasts since 2017. So I'm not sure. Steve just listens to them over and over again. I don't think you're looking at the right feed. She's going to log on tomorrow and have like 7,000 hits from her 2017 episodes. Like, what the hell is going on? Is it not Yoga Girl Conversations from the Heart? No. Rachel Brathen episode every day. Oh. Yoga Girl Daily, here we go. Shout out Rachel. So close. She helps me get through a lot. Yeah, we definitely have to tag her on Twitter, Brinson, and be like, yeah, we had a long conversation about Yoga Girl Daily. (laughs) John John Breach, have you considered adding visuals? Like, like, listen (laughs) to these titles from Yoga Girl Daily. What is missing in your life? This week I will practice loving kindness. Who am I? Get Brinson out of your life. (laughs) So existential. The purpose of the present moment. Hey, thank you, Debo Cray, for for embracing his uh, need to. I'm going to tell my wife to subscribe to that. Not that she needs it. I mean, I need it too. We all need it. Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll answer more mailbag questions. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Mailbag time. We need a mailbag. Remember the old PTI noise? Maybe they still do it. Mailbag! We need that for uh, for mailbag questions. That was pretty good, Richard. Thank you. That was pretty good. Uh, this is from Transformer Master 24 on Apple Podcasts. Remember, you can leave an, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Ask us any question. What super friend will murder who on an island? Um, what are Debo's uh, you know, deepest, darkest secrets? And uh, Or, good stuff, question for the show. Should the Packers be preparing for a new quarterback situation or something like that about your favorite team, John Breach? Uh, yes, I do think they should. I think Aaron Rodgers, been, Sean talks about it. Literally every week during the season, he tries to throw as many jabs in as possible. Aaron Rodgers, that he's trash. I do not think he's trash, but I do think he is in a steady decline that we've seen over the past six years. But he started at such a high level, an MVP, probably one of the best seasons ever uh, back, you know, 2011 to 2014, one of the greatest runs by a quarterback in NFL history. So he just keeps declining, though, and I think he's probably only got two more years where they'll be good with him under center and then – uh, so you got to draft. You got you know you got to plan after because three years from now you might need a new quarterback. Here's here's oddly enough, I say no because I don't think they're in a position to actually like draft a good quarterback. And I think if you look obviously at the history of quarterbacks taken outside the first round and the later rounds, it's not a very high hit rate. So you're probably going to miss. I would rather just go all in right now on the Aaron Rodgers era, just try to get him as much help as possible because he is declining, and just try to gamble and win one more with him and figure it out when. When he's done. Yeah. You have three more years with Aaron Rodgers and then you can sort of recalibrate. I'll say, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think you can, he's a free agent in 2024. So you have 2020, 2021 and 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got four more years. I think you write out the contract. Maybe he retires you early. If you, if you have a really bad year, he gets hurt one of these years and you have a top pick, then absolutely do it. But like, I don't think forcing a quarterback at 26 or wherever, um, is, is the right move. I'd rather get an impact now player. But also you can make the decision after just three seasons. They don't have to play out the whole contract. It's a manageable $2 million cap hit, $3 million to dump him after three years. That's a good point. In fact, actually they would save $22 million in the, uh, in the, in 2022. So like you're not gonna you you're gonna keep him for absolutely keeping him for the next two years. The one thing that I would say to this too is like, here's an idea: just do the same thing you did with Aaron Rodgers. Be patient and hope somebody falls to you, and you end up with a uh, a good pick there. This is from oh well, this is weird. Uh, this is from Sean seventy five kg. Yeah, this on was weird. Podcast. Uh, the title is the Bears. Who do you think would make the best finish Trubisky's replacement from the following? Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, or Marcus Mariota? Uh, Sean, why don't, I mean, I feel like we've answered this. No, look, and he left this on 1231. We're not criticizing Sean, uh, 75 kg. It's just hilarious that this sounds like a question Sean would actually leave for an NFL mailbag. So it's who's the quarterback I would take on the Bears? I mean, it's probably say it. I think the answer, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. All of, the, all of the above. It's it's one of those quarterbacks and probably Say who costs it. the least because the Bears are not in a position to be throwing away big draft picks because they Say have it. done that. I think it might be John Breach's uh, ah! handsome quarterback, uh, Andy Dalton. He said it. He said it. That's all I wanted to hear. It's like the thirtieth and two have ever been. That was crazy. he just picked Andy Dalton over Brinson's boy Cam Newton and Philip Rivers. I don't and know Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, 
See, I, I, I don't. I don't. You got to read the list, Sean. You already picked Andy Dalton. There's no, no backsies here. <laughs> no <laughs> takes backs. I would love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think the Saints are letting him go if, if Breeze is, is retiring. Because like, I don't. Again, I don't buy the Taysom Hill stuff. So I, th- I think it would be Bridgewater starting there. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Marietta would be cheap. Cam could be cheap, and Dalton would be cheap. I think and, the- and real quick, uh, Nagy, Matt Nagy, obviously coach Alex Smith for a few seasons, and I think Dalton is the quarterback most similar to Alex Smith out of that options. So I think Nagy could have some success with Dalton. Uh, Battle Royal is from Paul Bear of uh, United States of America on Apple Podcast. Battle Royal of mascots, bracket style by division. Who you got? So basically, which NFL mascot would you take? Coming out ahead on the Battle Royale. Uh, I will go first because I don't want to get stuck with another crappy pick. I'm going with Boltman as the winner because he looks – he's a pretty cool-looking mascot. That team is terrible, so that would be the only thing the Chargers fans have to lean on. And Steely McBeam will come in last place. <laughs> Steely McBeam last? No, last is Sourdough Sam because he looks like Will Brinson, as, as John Breach pointed out to me. <laughs> Dude. Have you seen Sourdough Sam? <laughs> Didn't right. you see the picture the guy tweeted to us? Yes, yeah, guys, I've seen it. You guys, you guys are twins. Uh, um, and and w- Wilson, I'm kind of uh, offended that you think Steely McBeam would come in last because I think he would come in first. You put a drunk guy with a steel beam in a rumble. You know who's winning? The drunk guy with the steel beam. He's gonna beat your 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 charger man down and. He's not losing. No, no guy with this drunk guy with a steel beam is losing. Fans are not big on Steely McBeam, so I, I stick to that. But I, I take your point. He's a John. blue collar guy with a giant hunk of metal who can go after opposing like people. He lightning can... bolt man has a lightning bolt on his head. It's going to be a massacre. Steely McBeam is massacring everyone, Ryan. Okay. Uh, I think Ragnar's got a decent shot yeah. to do for people. <laughs> the Viking guy, uh, obviously Blitz and Boom, um, the Hawks. Right. I think I think the Ravens mascot too. Because yeah. if you can fly and you can just, like, attack and fly away, you're never going to get hit. Like, imagine if birds actually decided to hurt people. Like, attack Brinson, us. How would you stop him? By far the best part about this conversation is that Brady Quinn has joined the studio and put on his headset. And he knows he's now realizing that his work day and his time with his family is being delayed while we argue about the veracity, the, like, the level of which mascots would win fights. And Sean is talking about birds being attacked. I'm saying if you're walking down the street and a bird chooses to attack you, how are you going to defend yourself? Well, if birds were that smart, they would have taken over the world already, Sean, and they haven't. But so I don't po, think a bird the Baltimore win. Ravens mascot is smart. He's a evolved. bird brain I'll is an insult for a reason. He's not smart enough to strategize the, the win. Bird. That's how. I'll shoot it. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. exactly, Brady. Like the cowboy, the pirate, uh, or the um, who else has got a gun? Or or Pat the Patriot? All those guys come with guns when like when like the little Ravens pose going to come in, fly and attack, and they go poof, and it, it's over. I mean, yeah, like the that's, problem with the Patriots, get, they have muskets, right? So it's going to take a little longer if they miss. So they've got to be really accurate if they are if they're going to use those muskets. Brady Quinn, everybody. Uh, okay, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so anyway, Steely McBeam, we think underrated. Uh, by the way, R.I.P. Swagger. Swagger original died. That's sad to hear. Um, anytime a dog dies, it makes me sad because I love dogs. Casey Wolf, any love for Casey Wolf? Brenton, that's your boy. You got in a staring contest with him at the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's got wonkier eyes than my dog, so I don't think he's winning any fights. He can't even see straight. He'd be like punching wildly. He'd be unable to get it. He'd be punching himself. Uh, the the Broncos horse, pretty strong guy, a little underrated here in this spot. But uh, yeah, I would go with the I would go with somebody who's got like a, like a cowboy. The horse needs to team up with someone, like someone with a weapon. 
Oh, now we're teaming up? I didn't know that was part of this. You can't just create new rules. Rich, he's, he thinks it's Game of Thrones. Just ignore him. <laughs> Although a Battle Royale tends to have Game of Thrones-like rules. So maybe there is something. What about Rory the Lion? Okay, we got to go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, enjoy your time out with your loved ones. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Remember, Mock Draft Monday. Brian Wilson, talk to you very soon. Now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.